This 17 News at Noon podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Noon podcast where we share your news on your schedule. Well, good day. I'm Elena Rusk. 17 News is your local election headquarters and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and his Democratic challenger Marisa Wood came face to face in a live debate right here on 17 News last night. In the hour long discussion, the candidates for California's 20th Congressional District squared off over the most hot button issues this November with no shortage in personal jabs. 17's political reporter Maddie Gannon explains. This is a significant election for both McCarthy and Wood. McCarthy is arguably the closest he's ever been to the job he's long coveted, Speaker of the House. For Wood, she's taking her first step into politics, hoping to take down a political powerhouse. Less than two weeks before November's midterm election, Republican Kevin McCarthy and Democrat Marisa Wood sparring it out and getting personal on the debate stage. I say be the one, be the one to stand up to the bully. Well, now I'm being called to do just that. The real challenge here is I've never faced somebody this liberal before in this campaign. I, I have a question. I have a rebuttal. I'm sorry. But were you referring mm. to me when you said you've never had a liberal? Was that a reference to me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, <laughs> Again, you don't know anything about my politics. The pair clashing over some of the biggest partisan hot button issues like immigration. Number one, top priority, keep making sure that the criminals do not come across. But we cannot, we cannot stop those, uh, the immigrants that are coming here to work, that are coming here for asylum. I don't think she understands the border. She's not gonna secure it. She's just people who come in asylum. You had more than three million people just in the last year. You've got fentanyl, the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. But politics, specifically the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol, taking center stage. What people see in you is that you were standing on the floor and you said he was, you held him responsible. And then you go and then you kiss the ring. And Wood, referencing and McCarthy, visiting former President Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago in late January 2021. After McCarthy said Trump bore some responsibility for January 6th on the House floor a week after the attack. I was invited to go to Mar-a-Lago to see the president by the president. I was already in um, Palm Beach, so I stopped by to see him. He requested, a, he asked to take a photo. I don't understand. I, I just was in the Oval Office a couple weeks ago with President Biden. McCarthy not answering whether he believes the 2020 election was stolen. Look, there's a lot of questions out there. Joe Biden is our elected president, and because of that, and one party rule, we now have the highest inflation we've watched in 41 years. But can, we have a can gas you, price. did you ever once believe the election was stolen? When I look at the election, I think people had questions. They have a right to question, but Joe Biden was elected our president. A lively debate with just days to go until November 8th. Maddie Gannon, 17 News. Now, Maddie, we'll have more following this debate coming up on 17 News at 5 tonight. And our next debate coming up next week, the three candidates for Bakersfield City Council Ward 7 will be here in our KGET studio for a live debate next Thursday, November 3rd, a week from tonight at 7 p.m. Facing off will be Tim Collins, Raj Gill, and Manpreet Kaur. If you have a question you want us to ask the candidates, send us an email to 17news at kget.com and type question for the candidates in the subject line. 
A new report by local law firm Chaincone Clark reveals the most dangerous intersections in the city of Bakersfield. And according to their analysis, Ming Avenue at Newstein Road in the southwest has seen at least 40 crashes since 2011, the most out of any intersection. The second most dangerous was Gosford Road at Ming Avenue with 37 crashes, followed by Real Road at Wilson, which was 35 crashes. To see the full list from their report, head over to our website, kgt.com. Well, a new climate report has found that the Earth has officially reached a so-called code red climate emergency. Researchers at Oregon State University analyzed 35 planetary vital signs that are used to track climate change. They found that 16 of these signs are at record extremes. That includes extreme heat events and tree cover loss because of fires. They also found that atmospheric carbon dioxide levels are the highest on record. To avoid causing more damage to the planet, they say we need to eliminate most fossil fuel emissions and support socially just climate actions. Hello, this is Tim Callahan with Clinica Sierra Vista, and we're excited to unveil the Community Health Center of the Future, our comprehensive care center. It's located right across the street from Memorial Hospital. We have every service under one roof, from family medicine, OBGYN care, dental services for adults and children, behavioral health, and much more. So find your way to better care at Clinica Sierra Vista this year at our comprehensive care center. Visit our website, clinicasierravista.org, for the latest on this project. We'll see you soon. Well, earlier this week, we told you about the alarming report highlighting a vast majority of students in Kern County who are below state standards following pandemic shutdowns. 17's Michaela Armstrong has a look at how our local educators are trying to get kids back up to speed. After the pandemic forced students out of the classroom for nearly two years, Kern County schools are experiencing the aftermath now that they have returned. Students are dealing with learning loss, according to Panama Buena Vista Director of Communications and Family Engagement, Kelsey Brackett. As we navigate through learning loss in, in a post-pandemic world, we know that education is more important than ever for our students. In Kern County, only 37.9% of students met or exceeded English language arts slash literacy standards, a drop from 43.5% in 2019. And only 21.3% met or exceeded standards in math, a drop from 28.8% in 2019. In response to these numbers, Kern County Superintendent of Schools Dr. Mary Barlow wrote in a statement that the pandemic has been extremely challenging on so many levels and it was anticipated there would be a direct correlation to academic progress. Heather Richter of the county office says the decline represents a combination of student needs. It's really important that we recognize um, the impact that it had in totality on our educational system. So being able to look at this and say, okay, we got to go back to the drawing board and figure out where we are now and make sure that we not only address the academic needs that our students have, but also the social emotional needs are addressed as well. To help, Richter suggests for parents to work together with schools and start with the basics. Spending time with our kids is always a great value. Reading with our kids, getting back to the basics, spending time with them, asking what they're doing in their classroom to be able to support the academic um, instruction that's happening during the day in your home as well. 
In New York Court Watch, a former girls basketball coach charged with engaging in sexual acts with one of his players has been found guilty of three felonies. Yesterday, a jury found Keith Cash guilty of committing a sex act with a minor and charges related to contacting a minor to commit a sex offense. The district attorney's office says from 2011 to 2012, when Cash was 28 years old and was coaching the girls junior varsity basketball team at Ridgeview High, he began texting a 13 year old player and engaging in what the DA called grooming behavior. After the victim turned 14, the DA says the sexual abuse was initiated by Cash and continued until after she turned 15 at various locations at the school, as well as Cash's vehicle and residence. In 2018, the victim reported the crimes to the Bakersfield Police Department and the investigation began. Cash is scheduled for sentencing on November 30th. Well, Kern County has officially surpassed Fresno as California's top ag producer. Our neighbors to the north were top producers in 2020, but fell by two spots last year. Kern County managed to edge out Fresno for the number one spot in 2021, followed by Tulare County in second. Grapes remained Kern County's number one crop in 2021, bringing in $1.87 billion to our local economy. In all, Kern growers produced $8.34 billion in ag products, everything from artichokes to kale to turnips. You can see the full crop report by going to our website, kget.com. Now to the coronavirus, as a Massachusetts General Hospital study of adults who have suffered COVID estimates that 1.7% of all adults in the U.S. are experiencing what they call long COVID. The good news is that vaccination looks to reduce the risk. The study surveyed 16,091 adults between February of 21 and July of this year across the U.S. 15% of those who tested positive for COVID two months prior were still experiencing long COVID symptoms. Older women were associated with a greater risk. According to the study, people infected with the Omicron variant are at a lower risk of getting long COVID. People who were vaccinated with two doses before infection were less likely to report long COVID symptoms. Now let's take a look at our current COVID numbers as Kern Public Health updated their dashboard this morning to reflect 692 new positive cases and no new deaths. State data shows we have 32 patients hospitalized with the virus and six listed in the ICU. The 17 News at Noon podcast is a production of KGET and Nextstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.